Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you make informa- um, informed decisions, it is you need to know kind of the pros and the cons of of what whatever choice you're trying to make. Hello and welcome to Fertility Life Raft with me, Alice Rose. This podcast is for you if you find yourself longing for a baby and then finding that the path to bringing them home is not easy. It's for you if you've had enough of feeling like you're losing sight of yourself because that's how I felt too. And it's also for you if you're supporting someone going through this and want to understand a little bit more. So welcome to a totally safe space, honest conversation, real and raw stories shared and a little bit of topical stuff too because I really believe it's not all down to you to get through this. The world needs to catch up too. Well, hello, how are you? Uh, This episode is with an amazing woman who is just so inspiring. She has got uh, her own uh, infertility story with lots of um, heartache, really, that that they've been through and that is ongoing, actually. Um, But she is also the founder and CEO of a new business called Your Trusted Squad. Now, Belinda has been a medical doctor for almost 20 years, initially training in obstetrics, gynaecology, reproductive and sexual health before becoming a GP. She is an executive medical director with extensive experience in virtual healthcare, quality compliance, patient safety and patient experience. And she says it was her experience of infertility and repeated miscarriages that led her to start Your Trusted Squad, which aims to empower and support couples who are trying to have a baby and finding the journey harder than expected, helping you to make informed decisions by providing coaching support and signposting and introducing you to trusted services and sources of health information that are relevant to your specific needs. And I just think it's amazing. I think she's amazing. I think the whole concept is brilliant. And we've had a really, really great chat. So I'm going to be quiet and let you listen to it. Enjoy. Okay, so welcome, welcome to Fertility Life Raft, Dr. Belinda Coker. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, really good. Thank you so much for having me. Really, oh. really good to be here. Such a pleasure. <laughs> and I mean, I was just saying to you, just before I hit record, that I, you know, I've known of you for a while, but I didn't know too much about what you do and, you know, the your story behind it all. So let's just get straight into it. Do you want to just tell me, like share with me your story and how you ended up in this space? Okay, so I'll start off with my 
was my infertility story um and then a bit about my my medical background and how it all has got me here so it's where we are today talking today uh so um so my husband and I've been trying to conceive for now coming up to 11 years um I'd say that I say trying to conceive because there's still always this inner hope um now that we'll conceive but I think you know really um it we're now we're going through a, a surrogacy journey we, I think it's it's you know the the likelihood of, of natural conception is is just you know is is no longer I, I guess the more realistic um way but um so initially you started off um I have a history of endometriosis um I was I suppose I suppose I was told I probably had endometriosis when I was 10 years old um but um I was officially diagnosed I suppose in 2010 um and Along the way, I've also had a history of problems with with cysts. I get quite um, cysts, and I've and I've had to have emergency surgery in my ovaries. Mm. Um, so, um, so I think a combination of of that, I think, is what has contributed to, um, uh, you know, to, to to the infertility. But I've I've been told I haven't explained infertility. Um, and along the way, I've had four miscarriages, um, three of which were natural conception. Um, so we conceived naturally and actually we had for two of them we had you know heartbeats seen on ultrasound scan and you know it felt like it was really going to happen um, but we never really got past you know first past first trimester they were all early miscarriage early stage miscarriages um, and we've had um, nine IVF cycles and one frozen embryo transfer um, and it's been a long, long, long road um, to get here, and a lot of a lot of impact on just general life and career, and um, yeah, it's it's been yeah, it's been a it's been a long and, and, and difficult road, and and <clears throat> I'm a doctor. I've been a doctor for the nearly twenty years. Um, I initially trained in. Um, obstetrics, gynecology, um, Chelsea and Westminster, that's what I said, I met Susie. Um, and then um, in uh, what we called genital urinary medicine, but sexual health, um, and then in, in, in family planning. So, so quite a bit background in, in, um, in yeah, in, in obstetrics, gynecology and, and reproductive sexual health. And then I became a GP. So I've now been GP for about 15 years um and along the way I became I started doing more managerial work so I, I completed an MBA I was um running um, um I became a medical director so I was responsible for kind of quality assurance of, of health um of the services health services um as well as looking after the performance of the doctors um general safety and patient experience um and and so all of this together I started doing more and more kind of consulting work um I started working in digital health um and and all this time was kind of having the treatments and um yeah it, it was just that I wanted to do something to 
I initially started with writing a blog and it was really about just talking about what kind of apps and services there were to help people to be able to um, monitor their health, their fertility, um, health and well-being. Um, and I started writing more about infertility. Um, and that's where I think towards the end of last year, I just got into really bad you know, just bad, dark place. Um, and I just felt actually, what can I do to really just make sense of this all? Like, how can I just, you know, if, if this has happened, what can I do that will make it all worthwhile? Mm-hmm. You know, what can make it worthwhile? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where I set up um, the, the Your Trusted Squad. Um, now it's a, a fertility concierge service right now, um, but there's lots of plans to do more. And it's really just to help um, in a similar way to what you're doing and, and to help support mm-hmm. and empower um, couples who are trying to conceive, who are having a really difficult fertility journey, who are having recurrent losses, um, to really help them to get trusted information um, and, and not necessarily, I do write my own blogs, but actually within all of my blogs, I lead you to direct pages and, and resources that help you along your way. Um, the plan is to create a, a directory of, of services as well. Um, but right now it's a one-to-one coaching support, um, which is more of a, a signposting service. So we talk through all of the kind of fertility history um, and then there's recommendations and it's kind of a holistic plan. So it's thinking about your mental health, about your actual um, treatments and investigations that you've had so far um, and just helping you find services that and and practitioners um, that are relevant for what you need, um, information that's specific to, to your circumstances right now so to help you make informed decisions really mm. um and then I can help with arrange those you know arrange those appointments make the bookings and just help make the whole journey a lot easier a lot less overwhelming give you some time back give you more control because that's what I found during you know during my my journey and even though I'm very knowledgeable about you know about healthcare, about the whole ecosystem of healthcare, and about you know about fertility and about um, women's health. Even um, I still found that I spent a lot of time doing research for for all various types of, of, of services because I did build, build a team around me. You know, I had my um, yeah, I did have an acupuncturist, and I think I had at one point I had three or four different you know because so, you know over the years I had just different people. Um, therapists um fertility doctors so um yeah so over the years and, and that's that's the type of thing it's just if you need that kind of additional help um to be able to help you build that team and to be part of that team and to help coordinate that team for you so so i mean and it just t- it did take a lot of time a lot of energy <laughs> um and you know that that's just what i'm trying to do is just make it a lot easier oh it's just First of all, Jeff, first, I just want to say, like, thank you for sharing your own story with us as well. You know that that is an awful lot to go through. And I'm so sorry to hear of your losses and everything, you know, everything that you've been through is so incredibly difficult and over such a long period of time as well. And so the fact that you've, you know, sat down, as you said, like, how can I 
how can I turn this into something worthwhile? How can I make this something useful so that it's not all, you know, just um, pain, like just, mm-hmm. just, just awful stuff yeah. you've been through. It's just absolutely amazing. And I think that, you know, what makes this so unique and so special is your um, background in, um, you know, you're a vast experience in in the world of, of sexual and reproductive health and all of your training and your experience as a GP, you know, bringing that to the table within your own personal experience and then setting this up as, a, as, as you say, like a concierge service, just amazing. Like if I'd have had this when we were going through it, I mean, because exactly as you say, it's the amount of time you spend kind of mm. researching and, and it's like learning a whole new language, isn't it? When you're told you know whatever you're told about your personal circumstances and you think oh my god right so you do everyone goes on to google I mean I always try and like say to my clients my members like try to minimize your time (laughs) because you don't want to get you know so like you can get so swept up with the vast amount of information that's out there so exactly Exactly. as you said you know where do you go for your trusted information your trusted reliable sources so that you don't end up drowning in you know internet fertility exactly exactly and and what I need to do is to is to let you understand what what does have an evidence base and what doesn't um because you know there are many things that you want to try I've tried so many things that don't necessarily have an evidence base you just have this kind of hope but at least know when you're making that decision that there is an evidence to, to support what you're doing or that it is a bit of a chance and a bit of a risk um and is it harmful or, you know, or is it not harmful, but actually to be able to know that, um, but also to know what is evidence-based, what is trustworthy or where you can go as, as, as well to get get that kind of, um, yeah, up, and also up-to-date information. Um, so, so yeah, so it, it, it's kind of giving a bit of, when you make informa- um, informed decisions, it is, you need to know kind of the pros and the cons of, of what whatever choice you're trying to make that's exactly it so even if you are going to choose to do something which may not have a lot of evidence behind it but you just have a real pull towards trying something as long as you understand that that's a decision you're making and it's an informed decision that's that's okay whereas you know it's 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 making that distinction isn't it and kind of having all of the information at your fingertips without ending up as you said like that time back and the control Mm. and all of the hours that we spend trying to work out, trying to do this, this investigation by ourselves. But it's so mm. hard when you, you know, you're trying to decipher kind of medical information as well, which you're not, if you know, most most of us are not trained medical professionals. So mm-hmm. that can be. <laughs> yeah. And it's what I, it's my bread and butter. It's so, you know, relatively simple for me to, to know where to find things because we've been doing it for, for years. It's been yeah it's just part and parcel of what to do and and not just from a medical point of view but also from a kind of quality assurance point of view um so 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 yes I've done it from from that kind of um yeah from from knowing what's what is medically sound but also you know from a regulation you know from regulation perspective and um safety perspective and that type of thing so Mm. and what have you found so what are the kind of things that that your clients are coming to you with and how are you helping them um so it it varies um some people just come because they already have they've already had um one or two failed cycles 
and they are now um, trying to decide which which clinic, which steps to take next. Um, they may already, some of them have already been in, just about to start with a new clinic um, and have some uh, worries and concerns about the kind of cycle that they're having or the, the information that they've been provided. I think they're just a little bit skeptical of, of when, you, when you're dealing with, um, when you're paying, <laughs> and you're also dealing with somebody who's making decisions about your care you just want to know whether that those decisions are based on on finance or whether they're actually genuinely um being made on your in your best interest um and so that's that's often a, a you know a dilemma that that come that comes up um so that's one case uh one type of case and then other um, cases would be that um just I'll just talk about one particular case. Um, uh, somebody's had a number of uh, male factor infertility and um, a number of just a really small number of vials of of sample of a sperm sample left, um, and just in fact they just had one more left, and so basically one more cycle that was left to really make you know make the most of um, in, in, during the next cycle and really try and maximize their chances. And so he just talks about things that, that they could do um, and ask the clinic, um, make sure that the, the service was more coordinated um, because they had lost about three, three or four vials beforehand mm. just from a lack of coordination. I mean, it was really actually quite sad. Mm. Um, and so, so yeah, so that was important. But then other, considering other factors with the, female uh, female partner as well so um thinking about also what she could do to maximize her chances from a health perspective um so from dietary perspective thinking about how to can ad advocate so making sure they had access to records um and and then we talked about other things like um whether they wanted to have acupuncture because that was something that she was quite keen to do mm. um so in terms of finding finding clinics for for that so um so that's another one and um ooh. yeah so male factor and yeah and female factor and a combination of unexplained um and it's just really what kind of dilemmas come up and how you can just do the best to minimize problems um and to optimize health um yeah, minimal. Yeah, really, and and improve the ability to, to advocate, mm -hmm. um, and then ongoing support. Um, so I had a client in um, in Spain um, who was going through treatment in Spain, had fibroids, and um, obviously, that, but they were actually based in well, they were from the UK, but had had to move to Spain for work, um, and just really providing ongoing support and helping them make their decisions about things like embryo transfer. Um, and, and it's interesting how service, some services are different. So um, with this particular uh, um, client, they weren't given any information about when they had to, it was just suddenly said, well, you can either transfer on day three or day five, it's up to you. <laughs> you know, and, and there's the kind of, nothing to help them make that decision um and that's I, I i didn't get that type of that type of service but 
I think that the service varies from different clinic to clinic, doesn't it, in terms of the support you do get. Um, and so, so we were able to talk talk through that, um, not just through one cycle, but through two two cycles. So, um, I mean, it's invaluable, yeah. isn't it? Because what you need is someone who has got your records and your notes, and also who knows you mm-hmm. as a person and who understands like the, everything that you're bringing to the table holistically. Because there might be all kinds of past trauma or difficult um, things that you just have, which which so often are just not. well a lot of the time your GP or your healthcare professional just may not have the time to spend to understand Mm. each individually so there's that kind of give and take of you know almost an acceptance that we've 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 got to as patients kind of come and kind of understand in some ways that there, there, there simply is not the the time often but as you say when you're paying as well you know if you're outside of the nhs and if you're you know listening to this mm. in, in another country um you know when you're paying you do expect that that healthcare professional should know you as a as a an individual patient and should take into account everything that you're bringing to the table and yet so often you know it doesn't happen so you you leave feeling you know disempowered you leave feeling mm. confused you leave feeling um, scared because as you say like if someone says to you up to you three or five day uh embryo transfer I mean what on earth are you supposed to do with that you know? like I, I you know my heart goes out to them because I, I we were taken through it quite clearly actually like when we were going through our cycles and understood that um what well, we were told you know five day blastocyst um it's, it's probably going to be your best bet because at that point you're able to to see that the embryo is continuing to develop and therefore that will probably give you a higher chance of um of success is that is that I always get a bit nervous when I say anything medical because I'm yeah, oh I know this is what I'm talking <laughs> yes yes I mean the, the the embryo has developed into a plasticist so he's yes exactly at, at a later stage and um and so it, it's not a guarantee but it just it just does show that that because you've had the greater develop um greater development and I think just the the evidence to show that that actually with blastocyst stage it, it you can have a, be- a better chance of of implantation um but I guess it, it depends on a number of other factors depending on, on you know your medical history and and about um yeah about the day of transfer and whether there are any other, um, uh, what should I say, other, whether there are any other um, concerns that, that, that you need to, to, to consider um, mm-hmm. at a particular time. So, so yes, but yes, velocicist is, is generally what we're, what we're aiming for, if, if that's possible. I mean, I, sorry, that was it, depending on the number, the number of, of, yes. of other embryos that you have available. Um, so, so you, it, it may be, ideal to go to blastocyst but if you only have you know one or two then you may it may be better to go for a, a day three transfer mm. sometimes even day two so it depends um so that's that that's a type of thing that i have to consider exactly and this is the the exact kind of thing that you want mm. really specific tailored individualized advice. Mm. you know you you and it's really it's really difficult to get that from kind of your peers you know like within i i really try in my online um community I do have a kind of no medical chat rule actually because I just I'm very very conscious of of this of you know sharing information which can be really really helpful in lots of ways but also might not be because everybody is on their own 
journey is on their own path and actually you know the medical professional is the is the person who needs to look at your case and your notes and understand what's going on for you so I I I feel like you know there's quite a responsibility you know if you do run any kind of support space to just be quite clear about what should and shouldn't be you know allowed really um which sounds a bit strict and like I'm some kind of school teacher but but what it is it's it's like a fierce protection actually that I have for every single person in that space because I know what it's like you know I know that there's like these gigantic kind of Facebook forums with thousands and thousands of people and and I don't know I think it can be it's a it's a real double-edged sword isn't it because you get you get that amazing community peer support and that's absolutely so vital and yet at the same time you know as well we've got to be clear about what is a trusted reliable source of information and what isn't um and what might be and and also it depends I'm going off on one here but it also depends on how well you're able to kind of look at, at someone else's um experience and also not absorb it as your own exactly you get the information you're like okay cool thank you that's useful to know yeah exactly but it's also not my story exactly so yeah I I I think go on and you know your own individual circumstances whilst their circumstances may be completely different and they may not they may be sharing all of it but they may not um and you know it depends on how many cycles you've had and other medical you know histories and what what medication you're taking and it, it is I, I know I've done it in the past as well, just trying to trying to compare and think, oh, I hope this is going to be me. Um, I remember, you know, selecting my clinic on this basis, you know, based on recommendations from friends that had had really successful cycles. Mm. But my situation was completely different. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, I don't have a child. I don't have. So, you know, it's it's not you know, necessarily just 100% down to the clinic or down to, you know, or me, um, you know, it's, it, it, fortunately, there, there is a, there is a luck chance with, with, with it as well. Um, you do the best you can, and we all do the best we can. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, and that's why you're trying to kind of compare and to get that, that advice, you just want to say, yes, I, if it works for her, then it's going to work for me. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it just does, it just doesn't work that way. So that's why I focus more on, on the informed decisions, because there is just no guarantee. Um, but, you know, just to do the best that you can, and, and to try and feel less, I mean, you, you, you talk a lot about mindset, and that's, you know, that's just so important, isn't it? That's just a key part of all of this is, is just having that right mindset, also feeling calm and in control as much as possible, because there are so many things that are outside of our control when we're going through this journey so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we can get control where we can, that that just helps us feel we can, you know, that we are somewhat, you know, having some power over them. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the, the, and, and, you know, making a proactive decision, like, you know, using your services is such a um, a weight off of someone's shoulders, mm. I imagine, because, you know, if you're mm. ha- sort of almost not, not handing over completely because you want to have always autonomy over what's going on, but just handing over some of that um, mighty stress, you know, which we carry around. And I, I remember, God, just 
when I was in the NHS and my appointments get getting cancelled and even just trying to get through to the fertility clinic and you know understanding what was going on or when my next appointment was going to be or I don't understand you know and also trying to understand you know I remember once being told um to inject a certain amount of something which was different to what I was told before and I was just so confused and I could I just all I wanted to do was just to speak to um my consultant so that they could just reassure me and explain and I and and I was talking to the nurse and I was like but can you not understand like why I'm confused like this is what happened last time I overstimulated we had to abandon the cycle and yet you're telling me a different story and I remember just getting so frustrated because I was like and she was going well you're not trusting me as your nurse and I was like I trust you but also you're not giving me the information that I need and I was just like I just wanted to you know tear my hair out because I needed to understand um So yeah, just just Absolutely. taking some of that, like, and, and this is what's so incredibly frustrating when people say to you, oh, you've just got to relax while you're going through this. And you're like, have you any idea how many things I'm trying to balance here? Have you have you got one mm. iota of, of an understanding about how incredibly stressful it actually is yeah. to be through all of this? At the same time as, as having a life and, you know, working and being a exactly. friend and being a family, you know, a exactly. or a daughter or whatever, or, or for lots of people going through secondary infertility, you know, doing Absolutely, this at the same time yeah. as having children. So, children, yeah. you know, I I think what what this is, and I, even the word concierge just makes me feel oh. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me feel <laughs> that, That's what it is. It's supposed to be like, you know, we are helping you with, you know, we, we will speak. I mean, it is even that we will speak to, you know, your health professional on your half behalf if that's what you would like us to do um it is that you know that it, it obviously varies on what what makes on what you want really um but that's the, the point of the concierge is, is and that's what i think that's why i use the term really is is that we're supposed to be here to help make the whole journey a lot i guess less stressful and easier for you yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more smooth, you know, that. that yeah, exactly, smooth. It sort of adds a sort of, um, uh, yeah, like almost like a, a, a much more gentle approach to this whole thing. And you think like, okay, well, what if I've got some support behind me and I know that this can happen? I mean, and I know for lots of people, you know, this service might be financially out of reach. So we'll just say that on the table now. Like, I think, it's, you know, it, I, I wish that wasn't the case and everybody could have a, you know, a concierge service. Um, yeah. uh, and, but, but actually what's also really useful is to look at what you're doing and, and, and see like where the areas of like intense stress are that you are working and even just to have that consciousness and awareness okay this is where I'm getting a lot of stress here what can Mm. I do myself if I if this is out of reach for me how can I take back ownership of this myself and look at ways that I can actually reduce the stress that I can make it more smooth for myself um exactly and also that's so I'm literally just starting out so the concierge is where I begin and I where I get my knowledge and but said my background's in digital health as Mm. well and so in time, I do hope to build tools that will help help people who can't afford the one-to-one of the concierge service, but be able to build tools that will help um, help people that to help make this all more accessible for everybody. So it's it's just that I'm just such an early stage, and I haven't I, I'm trying not to go to the point of where I might need to you know raise millions yeah. because I just don't I just don't know whether that's something I want to do, but. But maybe that might be the case to make to, to make things move faster. Um, but in the 
but that's not really the, the priority right now. It's priority is just to is to focus on on just understanding, getting more more knowledge, more more um, more clients, and then building, you know, building something so that so that we can help more people. So in time, hopefully, and you know, I'd say in time, you know, hoping in the next year, two years, that there would be um, more available to be able to help people through whatever your budget so yeah yeah exactly that and yeah absolutely I mean th- this is the funny it's, it's a funny thing and actually we'll come on to it because I think just talking about finances openly is really important and I think it's interesting to talk about I mean I'm quite open with <laughs> like you know my finances were an absolute mess um for quite a long time and you know that, that was for a variety of reasons you know my my personal choices that I made like I decided I wanted to be an actor like 10 years ago or whatever it was <laughs> went to drama school and then that didn't kind of work out for me and you know and and but it all kind of fed into my story and my 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 money story as well and mm-hmm. I actually think this is very relevant conversation for you know for fertility patients and whether or not you're NHS or private because even if you are having um treatment free there are so many things that we do need to pay for or that we we've we want to pay for to support us through it so understanding how we can best manage our finances and talk about them openly and be okay with that I mean you know there'd be a massive cross-section of people listening to this lots of people who are in a really good place financially and others who just aren't and actually who might have been going through rounds and rounds of treatment that cost um, thousands and thousands of pounds and it's just I mean it's just heartbreaking isn't it when you think about about this because it just seems so there's such a disparity um, and there's such a lottery and especially yeah. in this country, it just. And also the longer it goes on for, the more it costs and the more extras you're paying for and the more you're seeking that magic bullet. <laughs> so, so then you suddenly, you're, you're consulting all kinds of different professionals and, you know, the number of people I see, I'm just trying to see this specialist here and the specialist of something. And, you know, it's, it's, you can get lost in lost in, in all of it um yeah. and you can spend literally tens and tens tens of thousands and I, I you know I think we well I mean we're still ongoing but you know we've definitely spent over a hundred thousand over those few years and a lot of them are investigations remember with one place we're spending nearly a thousand pounds a week on on blood tests just one blood test or you know those those um immune tests I'm so <laughs> Um, and then that cycle just went horrifically wrong and it was just like twenty thousand pounds literally we just poured that down the drain it was just just the disaster of of, of the things that happened so you know it it has been yeah there's been lots that I've learned along along the way and just you know it doesn't necessarily mean that because you're paying for the best that you necessarily get you know they get the best yeah exactly get what you want so um but mm-hmm. this is but this is interesting because I think that also what often happens is that we go right. I'm doing all of this, so I don't have any spare cash to invest in myself, in my well being, in my mm-hmm. you know my 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 uh, my support. I can't. I don't have any spare cash for that because I've got to spend everything on on the treatment or on the mm-hmm. um, on the supplements or on the kind of essentials. And actually. I really think we've got this the wrong way around because the essentials should be our support and our well-being and our um how how well we're you know where where we're getting our information from and mm. if those things are in place then it's actually far more likely that we're going to be able to make healthy informed 
good choices about mm. where we do then want to spend the essential money on treatments and all of the rest of it because mm. we've got ourselves in a, in a in that place I mean I've had countless conversations with people who have said to me do you know what I just I actually just wish I'd waited just you know a little bit longer and done you know even a bit more research or prepared myself mentally a bit more or whatever it is. that all is is generally in hindsight it was generally in hindsight because at the time you do think of prioritizing finance prioritizing your time um and what what do you want really you want the baby so what's what's going to directly of course get you to having your baby um but then after maybe first cycle then you're just you know you're exhausted you, you know the weight and the you know the way you're feeling um so it's just completely grieving from you know the loss of, of your embryo and you, you thought you're pregnant and then suddenly that's where you kind of and when you had another another cycle another cycle then yeah. it all starts to add up but because you don't know in advance that actually this is what can happen um and so um so yes you're right thing. yeah exactly but also if you think about your career you know yeah. um when you're building your career you invest in in training you invest in a coach you work depends on you know as an executive level so so yes but I think very level, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but even for acting I'm sure you probably did some training you did a, yeah, you know, you had a coach um so um you know the but the, the best um you know Serena Williams I mean how many coaches does she have you know you think about the people that really do well in terms of performance mm-hmm. you generally do have a, a team around you mm-hmm. um and you may not always succeed but you still you know you do you learn you do the best that you can absolutely and the thing is is that once if you if we if we have that team and we have that support and we understand the the how essential actually that is it's it's almost that um whether or not that round of treatment ends with a baby or not you're still gonna go through many different challenges in your life like whether or not you continue to go through your fertility journey or whether you end up going through um a a very anxious pregnancy or Mm -hmm. birth or a difficult um you know or or you might end up with I mean god no Mm -hmm. you know there there are Mm -hmm. so many stages all along the way yeah Yeah. so whatever actually happens in your story and at each stage if if we actually begin and this is such a message that I kind of want to promote if we if we can put mental well-being and and um inner development and support and understanding ourselves at a much higher priority um at the same level of priority really as as kind of everything else we're going to be in a much a much better place to to deal with anything that happens really aren't we Mm yeah yeah and um you know with me I have um this chronic you know chronic chronic illnesses a number of chronic illnesses I talk about endometriosis I also have adenomyosis and and I end up end up in the hospital at least once a year um Mm. for for various reasons um and I generally find and and this is how I've, I've learned over the years that it's great to advocate for yourself and to know how to advocate for yourself when you're really in the emotions and in pain, it can be so hard to do it by yourself. Um, so that's where it helps to have other people that are there to be able to, to advocate on your behalf. Um, yeah. And whether that be, you know, your partner or a, a relative or trusted friend or somebody who is external, um, there's just so much um, power in that. So um yeah 
I just think about my husband, he spends a lot of time on the phone. <laughs> and so he doesn't like make best effort all the time. But you know, sometimes um, but during clinic appointments. But um, but yes, that's that's also something that does come up is um yeah, just thinking about sometimes you when you're in it, you you feel that you have to really fight. Um, but actually you don't always have to fight. Um, you don't always have to, yeah. There, there are other people that can help you and it doesn't you don't there's no shame in, in asking for help um at all absolutely oh my god completely going back to your um you know how how you're going through this and supporting people at the same time what's that like for you how are you finding that you know where's your support coming from um so over the years uh, well even now um i have had seen therapists and now I have a coach myself um so so yes I get support um I think I get support not just from external but also from from family from friends yeah um and then I think I do a lot of work myself um you know just really um a, a lot of reflection um I tend to have a a way it's not really journaling per se I mean I suppose it's it's technically journaling, but I tend to write things down and and just ramble about everything I feel. And then I tend to rip it up or throw it away. Um, I don't want to look at it again. So that's kind of me offloading. Yeah. Um, um, I love my Calm app. Calm app really helps. I think that's been brilliant for me. Um, and then, um, yeah, yoga has been amazing as well over the years, particularly um, I do love restorative yoga, kind of just lying with my bolster and a no, blanket and stuff. <laughs> I discovered that a few years ago. I remember going with my sister. We went on a yoga retreat and in the middle of nowhere, and it was like this blustery, stormy weekend, and we were in this stunning kind of beautiful, you know, um, renovated farmhouse kind of thing with like a separate yoga barn. And we did restorative yoga and it was, and it was just so dramatic with like these kind of winds howling outside oh, and yeah. candles lit and there was like beautiful smells. And we was just kind of, I was like, this uh, is like changingly amazing. Like <laughs> it feels like complete luxury. <laughs> oh my God. It's the best. It was, it, I haven't actually done a class for so long. So I'm like, that's mm-hmm. so very good. So these are your, this is what's in your life. Ralph. So you've got yes. your coach, you've got your journal. I mean, I, I would call that journaling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, offloading onto a page, ripping it up. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, you've got your, um, you've had therapists in the past and, and, you know and and as you say like doing things for yourself like yoga restorative yoga and actually I think you know yeah that that work on yourself and like doing that journaling and 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 processing and and getting it out absolutely vital you know I think if we don't have any kind of outlet um it's very difficult because Mm. you think well where is that energy all going you know where are all these thoughts unless it has a proper channel um Mm it stays it does actually stay inside and that 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 can't can't generally be a good thing <laughs> absolutely and it's, it's odd because it's only since I've been through infertility that I started doing all of this but you know, I've been doctor for years and I used to work on high-risk labor wards and you know just dealt with um worked in palliative care and hospices and I've never really had that still that kind of time you know taking that time to reflect or to offload um, when I've been dealing with patients over all of these years so it's only now I'm using that impetus you know the, 
what I've learned through going through infertility, um, but that's affecting or you know or having a positive effect on on the rest of of, of my life. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, definitely learned some new 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 things. And are you working as a GP now? Not right right now. Um, I when I started last year, so as of May last year. I started doing a lot less so I was doing um lots of online online work and then I started to kind of work towards your trusted squad doing my digital health work and now yeah now I'm full-time in your trusted squad so fabulous well just congratulations to you for setting up such a fantastic service and business it's just I really I feel very um yeah, I get very excited when I speak to other women who have kind of, you know, essentially looked at what has happened to them and, and are using that for, for for something so empowering and so great for, for other for other people, for other other people going through this stuff. Um, and yeah, it's really a, a, it's quite scary setting up your own business, isn't it? But it's also. <laughs> yeah, and that's you're talking about the general practice. It's been a really tricky, you know, it's been because I've been a GP for so long. Um, and it's been something that I, I was talking with um, with Kate and um, your fertility nurse and, you know, my coach about, you know, these type of things, you know, just the NHS has been, you know, pretty really much a, a huge part of my, my life. And now to, to leave, the, is it the right thing to do? Um, but yes, because of the purpose and I just had to talk through, you know, really, why am I doing this? Um, and absolutely, this feels like the right thing to do. Um, and actually, you know, I, I was... I said I wasn't just the GP I was I was doing as a medical director and I was very you know I was doing very well should I say so it wasn't you know it's not financial um thing at all it's it's not related to that so um yes I probably would be more comfortable then <laughs> than, than right now so you know um uh, yeah I mean like I said working for yourself is 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 totally different I think I sent you a message at like two in the morning it's a whole other world isn't it (laughs) exactly exactly um so yeah yeah but it's but it's it just feels so right and it's like you said there there are there are there are challenges to face but it's it's just worth it you know it's so inspiring and I really yeah it's been brilliant chatting and I hope we can do some more stuff together but it's been really really great so um thank you so much for your time today and just tell everyone where they can find you and um yeah go for that thank you um so my website is um yourtrustedsquad.com um i'm also on instagram at your trusted squad um and yeah that's say mostly mostly instagram also have a linkedin profile but everything's pretty much at your trusted squad um yeah so available dms and also you can you can find out to contact me on the, on the website as well Brilliant. And read the read the blog there's lots of information on the on the blog and yeah and there'll be more to come lots to come lots, lots to come, to come. That's yeah. a one to watch for sure so yeah. wonderful thank you so much for your time um, oh sorry can I just mention my free guide actually I mean yes. it's probably not so relevant for for um right people at this stage I don't know what stages people are at in your, yeah. yeah but I have written a free guide to help people um who are kind of you know within the early stages of the fertility journey and going to consult with their GP um so ah, yeah awesome. so it's a it's called the fertility consultation with your GP and mm-hmm. it just gives you can take it along with you there's some checklists um and it's just about the investigations 
about you know that you should go with your partner and just the type of things that you can expect um, when you when you have that consultation and I'll be doing one on IVF um, fairly soon so that will coming out really in December or January love it love it love it love it that sounds amazing and so useful so god yeah I wish I would have had that myself <laughs> when I was doing this but how brilliant that you're here now so yeah go Thank and have you. a look at all of um Dr Coker's um resources free stuff um pay for services sound absolutely brilliant as well so and lots more to come all right thank yes. you so thank you so much for chatting with me it's really lovely to see you in person <laughs> you too you too I really love speaking to women who are entrepreneurs who have been through something incredibly hard, who have looked at what they've experienced and have decided that they want to do something useful with it. It makes me feel really excited. And I, I love that, you know, the by using all of her experience, both in life and professionally, you know, Belinda's chosen to to put her energies into creating this um, amazing thing so I really hope you love that episode I hope it was helpful um, and do let us know as always please do drop us a review on Apple podcasts Um, it would really make my day it really really would Um, and make sure it's five stars because that's that's the way that's the way to get some really good karma um and yeah also share it share it share it share it pop it on instagram if you're listening right now um tag me so i can share as well um send it to people that you know anything that we do to uh, spread awareness of infertility and the support and resources available to people who are going through it um, really does change the game for so many people and massive massive thank you to everyone who emails me who messages me who does leave a review like I can't tell you what it means to get your messages and, and, and hear back from you so thank you thank you thank you for listening and for being part of this community which is so special sending you all of the love do take care and I will see you soon Thank you.